It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. One of my students recently sent me an article that they wanted me to review, and I told them I'd be happy to do it. This was interesting. It appears that the author is putting together a set of posts uh, regarding uh, what they call agile and short time frame. So it's one of these things where they're taking the top things that they want to review and just kind of compressing them down. So one of these uh, micro posts, I'll call it, is why work in an agile way, what we want from agile ways of working. Now, what's most interesting about this is the fir- my first thought right away is when they say agile ways of working, that this seems like it's going to lean in on disciplined agile delivery because that's where they have the document, choose your wow, choose your way of working. And I'm hoping that it might touch on some of the content from choose your way of working, but it might not actually fall into the trap of uh, everyone has to do a certain way. These are the rules and we can't break them. And that's just the way it is, right? So let's keep going and see where it goes. It says, why work in an agile way? This was a question I first asked myself as a team member on a scrum team. Over the years, I've reserved my right to add to, refine, or change my answer. Okay, let's pause there. I agree and disagree with that statement. I think that if I asked myself back in 2003 why Agile, I would have had a different answer than today. But I feel like if I would have asked myself in 2017 and asked myself today, that my answers probably would have been the same. And I sense that this approach may come from agile maturity. Uh, As you become more agile and as you become more mature, you start learning that there's just certain things that don't need to be changed that work just like they're supposed to. And there are other things that need to be updated frequently. So, So let's review and let's see where the article takes us. It says, the question can be approached from multiple angles. Say from the perspective of being responsive to a customer's needs. This makes sense. We work in an agile way to respond to customer needs, release frequently, get feedback quickly, and course correct as required. Love it. Or from the perspective of optimizing a team, we work in an agile way to bring individuals together into a high-performing team. I like that. Or from the perspective of flow, we work in an agile way to maximize flow and get stuff done. I like that too. Or from a commercial perspective, we work in an agile way to maximize profit. That's interesting because I think that companies want that as an end outcome, but I think that a lot of companies flounder and fail because they focus more on output than they do outcome. So I think if we turn it around and say, we work in an agile way to maximize the best outcome, thereby yielding greater profit, that makes more sense. More recently, a team defined agile as their reason during their inception. Oh, this is interesting. We work in an agile way to deliver reliably, as in we do what we say, predictably, we finish what we say we will, and sustainably, we care for ourselves while doing it. That statement is really interesting. I want to read it one more time. It says, we work in an agile way to deliver reliably. We do what we say. I can tell you right now, that is huge. If you can get that as part of your team working agreement or in part of your team charter or whatever you have built, that alone is uh, heavily favored. Predictably, this is the one that all the leaders want. We finish when we say we will. Now, the interesting piece here is that more organizations are struggling with limiting work in progress and have too many too many projects in flight, too many products in flight. 
And the latest trend that I've seen, it's been scaring me to death, is the combination of roles. Uh, you know, for some time, I've seen people who try to say, I want to be a team member and I'm stepping in and doing scrum master responsibilities. While it's not ideal, I understand that because many organizations were cash trapped after COVID and they were trying to find a more efficient way to get the roles to still be able to function without losing greater agility, without having to hire additional people. But I still think there was just a scaling model problem there. But the thing that I've seen lately that's really concerned me is this hybridized version of like a product owner business analyst or a product owner and a scrum master or a product owner scrum master team member. I even saw that one recently. And I think that when you start adding all of these different responsibilities on or accountabilities, if you will, what this is indicative of is the problem is that there's not a clear alignment or understanding of all the agile roles. So for me, I think that it's time to revisit those basic principles that say, hey, this is why we have an independent product owner. This is what a product owner is expected to do. And I guarantee you that if you took the time to analyze what a product owner is really expected to do, you would see clearly that there's no way you could have a hybrid product owner slash anything. Uh, the same would hold true for a business analyst. If a business analyst is responsible for all the consumer's needs, you would never run into that problem because if I'm supposed to keep track of all the consumer's wants, needs, whims, and desires and help the product owner understand those and really be the interface through focus groups, interviews with training, interviews with support, I don't have bandwidth to do all the things that a product owner does and all the things that are being asked of me as a business analyst. And finally, last but not least, with regard to a scrum master, it, many people just misunderstand that the Scrum Master is a full-time role. And I think part of it is just because 70% of what a Scrum Master does is intangible. So for me, when a team says, we're going to deliver in an agile way, reliably, predictably, and sustainably, I think that that is a noble goal. But I, 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 I argue, or I'm hesitant, or I'm scared, I guess, I regress, when I think that in order for that to happen, there are a lot of other chips that have to fall into place. There's a lot of other things that have to be in order or in line for a team to achieve that goal. The last thing I would want is for a team to set that as an unrealistic expectation and be thwarted by the areas around it to not be able to do it. So I guess I'm going to end with a question. What is your reason for working in an Agile way? Uh, if your team doesn't have one defined, could you do one? It could be a really good lesson, a really good exercise for you to sit down and try to figure that out. Because I think if you're going to have success with Agile, you need to understand why you're doing it. And this ties back to the Agile 12-step program. What was the reason you chose to do Agile? And, and what does it mean to you? How are you going to implement it? How are you going to make it happen? And I think that once you get that first pillar uh, in place, it's going to be easier for you to get all the other pillars to follow. That's going to do it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a topic you want us to discuss or an article you want us to review, reach out, learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to hear from you. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care. Mm -hmm.